are listening to Oversharing with me, Tawny, and her mom, Maria. Welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. Welcome back to another episode of Oversharing. This is actually a bonus episode. Our plan was to cover a couple episodes of Candy, which is actually only five episodes, so we could have done it in one, but it wasn't really matching our vibe. Not today. Yeah. But Candy Montgomery has my attention. That bitch. Yeah. So there's going to be, in case you don't know, Hulu released a series called Candy starring Jessica Biel, and it's based on a true story. Um, I have yet to research the real story, so I don't know how loosely based but it's pretty interesting, and it's about a murder that takes place in Texas in yeah, the it's, 70s, 80s? It is in the 70s, I believe, and it's it's just off the hook. I just off can't, the hook, just ladies can't. and gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, you would you have to see it, but and we're not here to talk about that tonight. But Shockingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if we just pulled a whole candy episode out of our yeah. asses. Well, is that what you want? No. <laughs> no, because I like our other idea better. Okay, okay. So then we decided that since we are trying to grow outside of our already existing circle, um, we thought another round of icebreakers would be cool, of kind of a get-to-know-us a little bit, because last time I feel like... It was really fun, and we learned some stuff. Okay, so start. I feel. You, you start this off. Oh, you want me to start? Yeah. All right, I'll keep it super light. Uh-huh. Who were, like, your ultimate top three celebrity crushes? Well, I mean, it's, it's no... I definitely have a celebrity crush. It's not because of her look or anything. It's more of her on Sandra Bullock. I like okay. her I like her witty little uh the characters that she plays. Okay. And um oh, and I have always had a little crush on Keanu Reeves. You have so those two true. in speed. Oh, oh my heart. Both your loves. Right. Um, I didn't expect you to pull out a woman for your first crush. I like why? that. Yeah, I yeah, I really, I do. I, I like her. She's funny. She is. She's funny. my go-to. Um, number three. Number three. Celebrity crush. I don't really have a lot of crushes. Um, well, <laughs> it's a shame to say, but I've been hooked on Bewitched for a while, and I really <laughs> would love to be able to twinkle my nose. So. Um, I, I'm I'm hooked on a character right now. I'm right, crushing so it's not on, so much the character, yeah, celebrity. I'm crushing on, but on, on the, the character, character she plays. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be so cool. Can you imagine just being able to mm-hmm. make shit happen? Mm-hmm. Just wiggling your nose. Right, right. But it shows like or the wig- effects of what happens. You know, yeah. When, what when you force things? Yeah, yeah. Because you don't, you don't. <laughs> consider all the possibilities and all the different things that could go wrong right yeah so it's like you have it in your head of what you want to happen but you don't consider the trickle down i feel like that happens in life too right and that's my bedtime show so i turn it on but you know i've seen them all but yeah that's that's uh there's my three those were good i like that (laughs) yeah okay Okay. hit me with something all right i'm nervous now um if you had to spend the day as a bird or a fish, <laughs> okay, which would you be and why? Huh, this is funny because I'm I've always been more water than sky. 
I feel, you know, like I had a dolphin obsession when I was a kid and I think it would be really cool to just be underwater. But lately I've been into birds. Well, yes, (laughs) (laughs) I've been into outdoor birds and I don't know if it's because where we live is more wide open. So I'm seeing more of them. Yeah. But it would be cool to fly and be able to check shit out. Very good. I cool. I like it. Yeah. So I don't know. True to form, I can't make a decision. <laughs> I like both options. You, right. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Awesome. <laughs> I'll kind of bounce off of that. And if you could have one superpower, what would it be? If I could have one superpower... What would it be? <clears throat> oh, this is so hard. Is it? I know mine. Easy. Yeah, this is so hard. Mine's so true. Right on. It's like mine's right on brand for who I am as a person. I bet. But this is so <laughs> one superpower. Yeah. Hmm. I don't want to read people's minds. See, that's no. mine. No, I don't want to be inside. Oh, no, I want to know I everything. No, I don't want to be in people's minds. Um, I guess I'm just going to have to fly. You know, you want to be a bird? No, I'm going to, my bird, superpower bird. as a person is I can fly. How crazy would that be? Like, I can fly. imagine being at a party and you're like, this shit sucks. Fuck it. And you just launch, <laughs> just lift off out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be the best. I wouldn't mind being able to drop kick a rapist. Like, and just fly in somewhere. <laughs> Oh, you're going to be like a vigilante, like a Batman type shit? I could, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. And you could make my costume. Flying would be, yeah. Yeah. Flying would be cool, like I said, to get out of situations. Also, do you remember the show Alex Mack on Nickelodeon? She used to melt into a puddle. I do. That would be cool. Like, imagine somebody's talking to you and you're not into it at all and you just melt. I feel like sometimes you do that anyway. You I just do like, do that. That's called ooh, sink inside yourself. Yeah, that's called disassociation. That's a whole other <laughs> such. That's a whole other situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my superpower would be flying. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. flying would be cool. Yeah, and you. So like, what? If, <laughs> what if you're going on vacation? Would you like check your luggage, but then fly your person? Do you think you'd fly with your luggage on you? Would you carry your luggage? I definitely wouldn't carry my luggage. Right. Why would I? No. Um, no, if I was... No. What the <laughs> hell kind of question is that? <laughs> oh, so it's it's not weird to fucking fly. It's that's weird it to consider... Hard, that's why it was hard to pick it. Because mm-hmm. of all the other things, and which is why I don't want to read people's minds. You don't want to get your feelings hurt? Well, it's not even so much I don't want to get my feelings hurt, but what if they're talking about doing something that means they're going to hurt somebody? And then I have to jump in front of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, what about all of those things that unfold? Well, just because you have a superpower of reading people's minds doesn't mean it's your personal responsibility. I know, but I would take control on the burden. That's true. You probably would. I would take on the burden to be the savior mm, and that then it's not working out well <laughs> and I don't even have wings yet <laughs> I think it's your turn okay okay um mm. Mm. what's the most embarrassing email or text you've ever sent bitch please um 
email, like, that doesn't really fit. Well, no, that's not true because (laughs) 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 my ex-boyfriend and I, like, we were the worst. And sometimes he would block me or I would block him, whatever the case may be at the time. And we would end up emailing each other all the time. So there's, like, we have, like, sexy emails. We have fights in emails. We have... All of that's embarrassing when you you think Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. That's a good one. But I do know that I was, like, blackout drunk one time in, like, 2008. And I accidentally text my Aunt Lisa that I was too fly to be depressed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure who that was actually for. Did she reply? No. Okay. It came up. I don't know when she told me. Probably at Christmas Sometime that we were at the house. Yeah. I think, and I was fucking dying because I, I don't know, too fly to be depressed, which is still true, but I don't know about other people, but I used to have, I'm not much of a drinker anymore, but I used to be. And when I was, I loved a drunk text. Like it was bad. I've ruined relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mine and other people's like not good. Right. But the key thing is. After you send the drunk text, you just delete the whole thread. And then they don't even... It didn't happen. Yeah. So there would be so many times where I truly wouldn't even recall. So I had no idea. Plus, this time that we're talking, like, I'm pretty sure I was still using T9 to text. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I definitely had, like, a flip phone. That's funny. Yeah. So you were in your 20s. I wasn't old enough to be at the bar yet, but I was absolutely at the bar. Okay. So that clears that up. Okay. But yeah. Fair enough. That's pretty embarrassing. I mean, it's not embarrassing now. I don't give two shits, but I remember at the time when she said it to me, I was like, ugh, I'm (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Especially not knowing who, who it was for. I can only imagine. Okay. Is it your turn? I, yeah, I'm going to hit you with a would you rather though. Okay. So... (laughs) This feels like a... Would you rather shit your pants in public or throw up during sex? Oh, I'm going to throw up during sex. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely going to throw up during sex. I get it. I mean, I'll try to make sure that my aim isn't on my partner. I guess it really depends on what position you're in. I guess it really depends on what made me throw up. (laughs) That's true. So if he's got some stank, <laughs> I'm going to throw up on him. <laughs> I almost threw up giving a blowjob once because I was so drunk. Oh, wow. Like hungover, oh, I mean. And no. it was like, sorry. Sorry, Mom. Ooh. Like triggering it. In the moment, I could feel it. And I was like, I'm about to throw up all over him. So I would like obviously gagged but that's the norm and I was like oh my god it's so big like no that was, that was a that was an interesting one but <laughs> I mean if I gotta shit my pants in public I gotta do it you know what I mean it is what it is but have you I, ever shit your pants in public not in like public public right but in the public of your home <laughs> maybe in the public of my car almost at <laughs> my <that>. home <laughs> you know you it it yeah, probably. Yeah, that's yeah. the worst. I'm not going to say no and I, it'll never We've happen. All... I know do I don't do that uh that'll never happen to me. I was and, about in, to say in anything in my life. No, anything could happen. Anything. I would bet that most people have shit themselves even in adulthood. I would bet most people have thrown up on themselves. Like things happen. Like, yes. Most people get ridiculously drunk at some point. 
ever shit goes wrong it does or, or you just get sick <laughs> you, know, you get sick you know what i mean you sometimes oh, you're yeah. sick and you got to make a decision on which way you're gonna face in the bathroom you know oh what yeah I mean? so are you like are you a sit on the toilet grab the trash can kind of person yes i am yeah yes i am and yeah. i and i i swear to you i obviously you know i've gotten sick more in the past two years than I ever have in your whole life. Yeah, I've thrown up more in this new house <laughs> than I have. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> uh, and it's not, it has nothing to do with drinking. No, well, a couple, one of, at least two of mine did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, is it my turn? Because that was a good one. Yeah. So you asked that, right? I did. All right. What's the best advice you've ever received? Hmm. My brain is just turning off. Would you like me to ask you a different one? <laughs> you can go back to that? Um, it, I feel like it's hard. I can't... Not that I've never been given advice. That would be silly. But nothing... Stands out. ...is coming to mind where I was like, oh my god. I'm so glad I got that advice. But maybe it's because I'm a like a... Well, as Megan put it, Thursday when it wasn't Thursday that was last Tuesday it doesn't matter what day it was but as Megan put it when we talked about human design oh yeah I'm an experimenter Mm. so as someone who has to learn by doing I do listen to people's advice and I've had a lot of conversations where people would advise me but I'm one of those people who just has to do it anyway yeah do you know what I mean I do know what you mean I raised you oh that's a good point so I think I get that so I'm just gonna skip and do one more Okay. Um, what's your biggest pet peeve when it comes to social media? Oh, gosh. There's so many. Throw some at me. I want to see if I do it. <laughs> Wait. All right. So first, I'll give a silly one. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> people are going to hate this. Everything I have to say about social media, people will probably hate. I don't understand. Okay. So if people are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, like I understand that each platform kind of has a different flavor, right? Mm -hmm. So you might have different content based on which one you're posting on. However, I don't understand the people who upload something and then share it the exact same post to every platform. Right, right, right. How many different people do you know that they're like on Snapchat, like, oh, yeah, that was a good dance. And then you have like hundred different people on Instagram they're like right. yeah girl drop exactly. it low do you know what I'm yeah. saying right so everybody yeah. on each platform you're seeing it four times especially if you're friends with that person on each platform right yikes yeah okay I just don't get it all right good, there's nothing wrong but with then that. I feel like there's a lot of people who who understand the vibe like people who understand certain things are for snapchat certain things are for Instagram like there mm. really is I think like a vibe for each See, I one. See, I wouldn't know that there's a vibe. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. show of the times, you know? Okay. You're a little okay. older. So you said you were going to give a couple. That was one. <laughs> that was um, one. People who like their own posts. <laughs> well, I did that by accident once. <laughs> I did, and then I unliked it, and then mm-hmm. I deleted it. Uh, yeah, that it was a whole yeah. big, awful I think experience. social media is so messy because I think it gives people an opportunity to behave I don't know so think about it right mm, back I, in, I think I know where you're behave going behave badly but think back in the 90s okay you're dating my dad okay right 
what was the big thing then? Like, it was a big deal if your man checked out another woman. Right? Yeah. That would be annoying. Right. At, at a certain extent. Like, everybody is going to look around. Everybody has a wandering eye to a point. But I guess that would be the annoying thing. And it's like, but that moment passes, you know? Right. Like, you're out with your boyfriend, a, a beautiful woman, beautiful man, whatever the case may be, walks by, and they look. And then that moment passes. So even if it sits with you, it'll it'll go away. Like, right. you, you're probably not going to fixate on that girl that walked by at Taco Bell. Do you know what I'm saying? Not after I get my taco. Right. Mm-mm. I'm with, fixated on that taco. With social media, though, oh, yeah. it gives that girl a character and a life and a presence. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you're dating someone... And then someone, you get to follow her. Oh, or or from, a, from, from, from behind a bush, though. Right, you're right, You're peeking right. in. Right, right, right. I've done this plenty. Oh, <laughs> so it's not fine. following it's it's called stalking it's called stalking yeah I think that's the proper word for it but so men like other pictures I, I just I think there's just there's it blurs the lines way too much it makes it really difficult to establish boundaries in relationships and then I feel like men use it to kind of act like women are overreacting mm. Do you get what I'm saying? I do. I do. Mm-hmm. And then with women, I mean, it goes both ways. But for me, it's embarrassing. Like, if I'm dating a guy and he's commenting or leaving loving emojis on the page of someone. That's that not acceptable. That's just, first of all, it's not acceptable on anybody's page. But especially is it embarrassing if it's on the page of someone who's, like, never going to notice him. Okay. Like, don't do that. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, right. you want to follow influencers, you want to follow models, and, you know, you want to look, and you want to think, like, wow, cool. Right. But now you're, like, commenting on them as if you're someone that she's going to, like... Right. Not, like, let's not do yeah. that. <laughs> social media. Mm. Yeah. What about you? Do you have social media peeves? I mean, you're not really... I have. I have. I have a Facebook, but I feel like... The only time I go on there is like I know someone's birthday's coming right. and I haven't quite documented it. <laughs> so I haven't been on social media since I believe the fall of like 2020. Okay. So I was going, I was reading too much into some things and yeah. we just decided it probably wasn't helping my Yeah. Well, just, I mean, when you, my journey. you were diagnosed with breast cancer yeah. and then you were following different breast cancer pages. And I was feeling guilty that I wasn't as sick. I was feeling yeah. guilty that I had so much access to healthcare. I mean, I, so I people have really sad stories it, 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 that it was over, but it, obviously it was damaging to your mental health. So that I stopped that. And then I don't, I have an Instagram which I like to scroll, but now my platform is TikTok. Oh, we know it. But that's not really something where I'm posting stuff or sharing pictures of me or my family. That's right. I'm just watching videos, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. But that, that's, that's it. Yeah, I think the validation of social media, can, oh, I, yeah, can be dangerous. And I was thinking about this earlier too, because I mean, as a millennial. I've gone through quite a few phones. Like, Mm -hmm. this is just kind of par Mm -hmm. for the course at this. Mm -hmm. So what did you, like, have you ever, did you double check Daddy's beeper? Like, were you looking for... Yes. If if social media was available when Daddy and I were married or together, 
one of us probably wouldn't be alive. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he was a pain in the butt because he had a beeper. And, and there's always a joke with me and Aunt Lisa mm-hmm. because, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, page me 911. It doesn't matter what I paid you. You're not calling me. Right. Did you overuse the 911, though? Probably every single day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. I was see that. raising your brother. So the 911 was legit. Hello. If you look at it that way. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pagers. What a time. Mm. Who's next? Is it my turn or your turn? Um, I think it's your... Wait, what did you... Oh, mean? you asked me about social media. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, okay. What was the most trouble you've ever gotten in besides your two pregnancies? <laughs> oh, my God. Really? <laughs> and it hit me twice. So, this one hit me twice. So, I was about... 15, I don't really know how old I was. I know uh, that I was a freshman in high school in Ben Salem, and I had a new and I and we moved around a lot, you know, yeah. my mom. But now she's got me up there, so she can get her good girl back. Mm. I don't know. You took me to Philly. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Right. Um, so I have friends, sisters. That you know, that two of my friends are sisters. Um, and as a matter of fact, I was wearing one of the sisters' jackets. And the one that I was wearing, which I believe was Carrie's, um, Carrie was wearing Dawn's. And we don't even know what Dawn, the sister, was Why wearing. Why were you all wearing each other's jackets? Because we were 15. Okay. And uh-huh. we were smoking marijuana. <gasps> That's scandalous. We were smoking marijuana. And so... I'm going to smoke marijuana I believe what story. I was talking about is something that I did that was bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I stole my mom's car. I thought it would be funny to steal my mom's husband, so my stepfather. And I liked him. He was a very nice man. But he had a Cadillac with a convertible. This is pretty funny. So we lived in Ben Salem. Those, anyone who knows the area, you know, knows that. So I went down to Philly on the boulevard and I put the top down <laughs> And we were smoking a joint, and the three of us were there, and then it was snowing, and then for some reason... (laughs) (laughs) So the top was down, but it's winter. Yeah, yeah. So it's snowing. Well, I didn't want the smell of the marijuana to stick to the car. That's a good point. Okay, keep going. Well, then it was like, whoop, 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 Mm -hmm. pull elbow. Mm -hmm. Uh That's what happened. And then immediately, he says to me, of course, what is your name? And I said, Maria. He said, don't play with me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm high, right? I'm buzzed. Yeah. I'm 15. I smoked a joint. I probably took two puffs. Right. It, whatever. But I'm high and I tell him my name is Maria, but I have a jacket on that says Carrie. God damn it. And Carrie has a jacket on that says Dawn. And Dawn does not have a jacket or anything on her. That says Carrie just, or Maria. <laughs> she's just so chilling in they the take convertible in. in the snow. We go to Ben Salem. I am shackled and I have handcuffs on. <laughs> the and drama. I'm, You're shackled? I'm in, yeah, they have me shackled. It's I was like, like, at your feet, like, like to the this, chair? Yeah, to, the, to this bench. Yeah. Okay. And I'm scared, but I'm still buzzed, right? <laughs> so I'm ballsy. I'm 15. Uh-huh. I give no shits <laughs> about anybody, anything. I, I know everything. That energy. I, I know everything. Mm-hmm. I know everything there is to know. Mm-hmm. I don't need an education. I need nothing. I know it all. You just need. But I am handcuffed <laughs> behind my back, and they have it around my ankles. And my mom comes in, right? So I'm still a little giddy, and she's just looking at me like, really? Like I already went through all of this with your sister. 
that would be Bonnie. Yeah, <laughs> I figured. Right? And um, she said to me, why did you do this? And I was honest, but honesty is not always the best policy. Because mm. I got smacked in the face Well, what hard. did you say, though? Did you deserve the smack? What did you say? I was bored. <laughs> I thought That's it would be That's the only fun. <laughs> reason why I stole the car. I was bored. I didn't have anything else to do. And we were getting high, and it was, and anyway. We thought it would so be So apparently, <laughs> apparently, I signed all these documents at 16 years old that said I would pay these fines, I would pay these tickets. I don't even know why I had any tickets. Oh, probably for driving without a license <laughs> and having you marijuana <laughs> on your person. Oh, there was probably a lot of reasons why I got tickets now that now I think about it. Now that you reflect. So, Fast forward, right? I have no kids. I'm 15, right? Right. There. Fast forward. You're about, I don't know, 19 years old. Okay. We're living in the condo over in uh, Mantua. Mantua. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, so and, I'm like 19, and 20. I, and I get a, a ticket in the mail from Ben Salem. <laughs> and it's like for three or $400. And they let me know that if it's not paid in 15 days, that they're going to have a warrant out for my arrest. Oh, and I'm like, what the hell? So I call my brother, my yeah. godson's godfather, and I speak to him. He's a Philadelphia police officer. And he says, you know what? It's too old. The statute of limitations is over. Let it go. So I don't believe him. So I call the <laughs> Ben Salem Police Department, and she let me know. We will, we will put a warrant out for your arrest. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? So I didn't have, I mean, who has an extra $400? It's just always extra. But I had to pay it. I did not trust it. And that's what I got for saying I was bored. Oh, it cost man. me $1,400, even in my 30 I mean, $400. Talk about delayed karma. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. And so you got smacked. I got smacked hard. Right in your face. In front of the cops. Yeah. Oh, that was probably... Yeah. They were probably and so smug. I couldn't do anything. Like, I had to... Oh, I yeah. had to you eat were handcuffed. I... And my feet. Yeah. Were you going to kick, Graham? I'll kick the whole room. No, I wouldn't. No, that wasn't the... Then she's only hit me once or twice. Yeah. <clears throat> and that time, I'm not really sure I deserved it because she asked me a question. I gave her a legitimate, honest answer. Get fucking real. Is that to imply that all the times I've been honest with you and gotten in trouble that I shouldn't have? So now you're looking back like, oh, but she was just being honest with me. She but the should- other time I got smacked. No, <laughs> you're just going to ignore what I said. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. You were, you always, you never, you probably never should have got punished. <laughs> I probably should have been punished. But we didn't, that's, that has nothing to do with, with icebreakers. With icebreakers. Fair so enough. So we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but since I'm already talking about being in trouble, there was another time and my mom knocked on my door and we were living in Ben Salem. So I got hit twice in that, living in that neighborhood. Uh, and she was talking and talking and I'm on the phone and she just keeps knocking on my door, annoying me. Yeah. And, and I'm like... I said something and she said something else and I'm like just shut up you bitch Oof. so you know like you can literally if it was a cartoon You'd you would see literally the words see the words out and you would to pull see them back in. oh yeah I'm trying my <laughs> damnedest but before I could even get the ch- out the doors in my mm-hmm. mom drop kicked that door and I had a I was on the phone so I had that long phone you know with the push button on it yeah like from full house i think so well (laughs) she took that and she was like what 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 
starts spinning that shit around, nailing me in the leg and stuff. So she beat you with the phone. Mm-hmm, she told me to go to bed, and I went to bed, and then I called my sister, and then I climbed out my window, and I took a couple of buses, <laughs> and I ended up at K and A, and I told my sister that my mom hit me. Oh no! And my sister called my mom, and I don't know. I probably got in more trouble. Probably. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway, yeah, that was that was it. The beauty of being the baby of mm-hmm. six. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's always somewhere to run. Yeah, and the, if I would have just kept the top up. <laughs> you probably, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, yeah. so maybe I shouldn't have been smoking the weed, and then I wouldn't have worried mm. about the smell. You're not going to hear me tell you not to smoke <laughs> the weed, that's for sure. But, but anyway. I think it's your turn. Okay. Um, wait, did I do all of mine? <laughs> huh. Oh, if you had your own talk show. Well, <laughs> well, this is different. This is okay, a podcast. No, okay. Like I'm talking about a talk show where you're no, I on, know. yeah, like an my, Ellen, my who, fucking dream. Exactly. Okay. So, who would be your first guest? Stop. Do they have to be alive? <laughs> I guess well, they like, do, right? Well, but if I could, all right. So, in my perfect world, the first thing that comes to me in my perfect world. If they were alive, my first guest on my talk show would be Lucille Ball. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, that's not really feasible. So, damn, this is hard because there's so many angles I want to go. There, you know? there is. There's yeah. like celebrity, there's society, there's so much. Well, you don't have to pick just one. I mean, it's, it's your podcast. You can give 30 answers if you'd like. <laughs> And that'll take the pressure off of me. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of, like, who... I mean, I would love <coughs> to interview Ellen. I think oh, that I would be cool. Oh, I bet you cool would, yeah. Just because of how much she's done. But I feel like she'd be tough to interview because mm. she's been interviewing for so long. You know what I mean? And people who sit in those seats, I think it gets tricky for them to answer questions. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But... <laughs> you're whispering no I was mouthing I wasn't whisper- if I was whispering they would have heard it that oh, was my way of trying, trying to be quiet to... oh when I called you L you, yeah I was mouthing it so now I have to get like a sharpie and write signs <laughs> I'm just joking I would also love see I'm just thinking of other talk hosts but talk show hosts but then I'm in the same boat I would also love to interview like Wendy Williams I talked about yeah Ooh, I know. God, hold on I okay, can't believe okay. I'm so silly I'm so silly. This is easy. Chelsea fucking Handler. Okay. My ideal meet. I'm not even a big like, oh my God, if I saw someone famous, I probably wouldn't say anything. Like, it would be cool. I'd be like, oh, that's someone famous. Like, that's cool. But I wouldn't talk to anybody. But if I was in the same room as Chelsea Handler, it would be hard for me to contain myself. Right. I get that. I know that you've always, you've always. I have loved her. You've read her books. Since she had Chelsea lately, which was her um, her nighttime show, I've read all of her books. I've kept up with her documentaries. I follow her life now. She has a great podcast called Dear Chelsea where she gives advice. And now she's dating Joe Coy, which is mm-hmm. like the best thing. I remember when they were on her show together back in the day and all they did was just poke fun at each other and they had such a playful, flirty relationship. Right. And to you know, fast forward 15 or so years later 
and them to gravitate back towards each other. And it's so interesting because if you do follow them and their careers, since they've gotten together as a couple, things have just opened up, That's like awesome. blossomed their careers. Like they're both getting sitcoms and they're traveling all over, touring, doing all kinds of shows That's and so great. getting all kinds of recognition. That's very deserved. And it's 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 cool because Chelsea has always been someone who's like anti love, anti relationships. And look at her. So now. then to see her lean in, <laughs> like she let her guard down and she allowed herself to lean into love. And from that things have just blossomed and bloomed. And I think that's super cool. And I would love to hear all about it firsthand. But she shares a lot of it <laughs> as it is. Okay. Is it my turn? No, you asked me the last one. That's why. So what had happened was when you were mouthing to me, you were interrupting my answer to your question because you were worried that it was your turn to ask a question. And and I didn't have have any question to ask. Yeah, that's what happened. (laughs) But now I found one. Okay, well, just ask me one. Go for it. Um, (laughs) I think I know this one, though. What's the worst job you ever had? Oh, man. So... I'm thinking about the one with the fireplace and the toothbrush. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was thinking. So I've had a couple jobs that weren't great. And then I served at the Olive Garden for Mm. a long time. That was like a best and worst situation. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I learned so many crazy things. But yes, I nannied for a family for a day (laughs) (laughs) was it a whole day though (laughs) they were hiring me to just for a couple hours it was like the morning routine to help get the kids off to school so they had one elementary age one preschool i guess the two little ones were like kindergarten preschool and then also to kind of organize the home which was not out of the realm of things that i did but their home so i don't know anyone who uses a cleaning lady like your cleaning lady's not there to pick up all your kids' toys and, like, do the extra shit. The cleaning right. lady's there. To clean. Yeah. I mean, so, obviously, picking up after the kids is one thing, but then they were trying to throw in their laundry and, like, cleaning the bathrooms and different things, all for a lower rate than I was used to because I was right. kind of bending because I just was trying to fill my time mm-hmm. because the way that I nannied the family... I was working for three families already. Maybe. It might have only been two at the time. But, anyway, my schedule was very sporadic So I kind of filled it with other families. But anyway, it just wasn't... Their kid drank Slim Fast out of a bottle. Like, she cut the nipple because he was, like, four. So he's drinking the Slim Fast. And then the one morning was, like, my trial morning. And, yeah, she fed her kid eggs out of the trash, like, there in front of me. So what happened Wait, you had cleaned up? Yeah, so they fed the five-year-old breakfast and then left I left with the dad and the five-year-old and the older kid to take the five-year-old to school and when we got back I like picked up the kid's plate and I like put it like dumped it in the trash and I was cleaning the plate or no yeah no it was a paper plate that's what it was because I just dumped it in the trash and she was like oh usually we give him her leftovers and I was like oh my bad like now I know for the future and she like looks at me looks at the trash can looks at me and she's going back and forth and she's like well like nothing's on top of it so it's probably fine and she scoops the plate out and like puts it in the microwave and heats these eggs up and then feeds them to her youngest child but he didn't care he's drinking the slim fist out of the bottle what the fuck does he give he doesn't give a fuck about the trash eggs but those kids ran that house and then I'm such an anxious person that I knew that I didn't want to go back there, but I didn't know how to quit that day because I had already committed to another day. Like, I was supposed to work two days, like, five hours a piece, whatever mm-hmm. it was. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember for hours, I was like agonizing it, writing in my notes of how and to quit. And I remember quit. you calling me. You're like, there's a toothbrush in the fireplace. Oh, there was a toothbrush in the fireplace. There was like trash and pads like under the couch. It was a lot. Was- I mean, people live how you live, but right. don't bring me into it. <laughs> right. Well, you don't want, yeah, I, I'm not pulling food out of the trash to feed your baby i love i I loved it and she was like (laughs) wait and didn't they just let him it wasn't another thing where his schedules oh yeah he could wake up whenever he wanted to wake up he wakes up at 11 then take him to school he just went to school whenever he wanted like he had she's like well they're kind of upset with me because he's never been to school on time i'm like yeah i'm kind of fucking upset with you too like you're disrupting a lot of so many things (laughs) yeah like your own home including it was funny they were young they were both accountants it's interesting i've interviewed with some very interesting families i've worked for some interesting families yeah uh nannying is something else there's nothing like it this is like the most intimate way to be involved in someone's family is taking care of their children yeah you know i did some babysitting when i was younger but never through a length of time that you did i was not a nanny i was a babysitter i filled in this was your daytime or evening time job sometimes weekends weekends yeah i've stayed with the kids while their parents have traveled and it's so cool the connection that you make and it's a shame that having a nanny has such a stigma to it like right. i feel like when people hear nanny they're like oh that mom does nothing and like that's not the case at all and that right. certainly wasn't the case in the homes that i worked in mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and i always made it part of my job like i take care of the little annoying shit so that when you get home you have that time to spend with your kid mm-hmm Do you know what I mean? That's why homework was done and the errands were done and the lunches were packed and dinner was put away and the fridge was clean and snacks were prepackaged. Like that way you have more like that's what the nanny's job is, is to give time to the parents because you should be able to have a career and also have children. They were able to come in and not have to worry about the dishes and the lunches and And the the safety of their children. They knew that they were in good hands. So it's a shame that. Because I do feel like being a nanny has, like, a certain stigma to it. And I remember even when I was younger, like, people would talk to me like, oh, you're a babysitter. Like, no, a babysitter comes over on Friday nights and orders pizza and watches movies with you and that's then puts a, you to bed. Like, that's a babysitter. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I was a na- I was involved in everything, every aspect of these kids' Health, lives. I've been everything. to their doctor's appointments. Right. I've been You've with... You've been the- to the emergency room? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my kids got stitches yeah you've been to, to communion you've been to confirmation all of their milestones you've been to birth. yes you've been funerals to yes like all of it yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. pretty interesting yeah Ugh. what else you got for me girl is, oh it, god. is it my turn again i don't even know does it matter um let's see okay I know you have a couple of different ones, but what is the absolute animal or insect or whatever that if it, it, you just cannot tell, just absolute, there's a no? I feel like it's mice and rats. Okay. Right? You said animal too, right? Uh, rodents. Yeah, Rod- anything. Because well, in- insects don't bother me too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really fuck with a roach. I'm not into it. You know what I mean? But growing up in the city... 
you see water bugs. We had all kinds everything. of shit. Spiders. Spiders don't bother me at all. I'm not someone who kills spiders. Right. I leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Um, ants don't fucking phase me. Beetles, ladybugs, like I don't care. Okay, you but, know what but I mean. Rodents. Rodents. Um, living over here, the skunks. Oh yeah. Not a huge fan. Like there was a night where. I was like, I'm not sure if there's a gas leak or if a skunk got into the house. <laughs> the smell was so bad. I mean, and that's when my brother was still living here, so that sent And there him was a family living a mis- a next door in the garage, a family of skunks. A family of skunks. Yeah. Not a big fan of yeah. that. I'm not, I don't really like any of, like, the, you know, the, the raccoon, the possum, the whole little family is not... Okay. I'm not into it. Okay. Didn't you guys used to eat that when you were a kid? Like, eat all those things? Uh, we would eat, we would eat what my father put on the table. Do you really think he was feeding you like possum and snake and rabbit? I do. Or do you I think do. he was fucking with No, you? I do think he was feeding us all that, including alligator. Mm. Um, alligator doesn't sound bad. Inclu- all of it. He was feeding all, my father was not going to a store and shopping. <laughs> That's a you good point. You had your in mind. <laughs> he wasn't going to the Piggly Wiggly? No. <laughs> He was going to the Dell's. Wind, the wind Dixie. But that's where he got his pickled his pickled pig's feet and his beer. But um pickled pig's feet. Oh, it would be a big jar, like a big pickle Wait, jar. Wait, didn't Daddy used to pig's feet? Isn't that what we fed the Rex? Like he would get oh pig ears. Remember? That's that's, a, that, that's different. That's a whole different thing, right? Yeah, this is literally <laughs> pig's feet soaked in like a. I guess, like, I don't know if it's, like, a fermenting juice. Maybe it's, Ew. like, a vinegar or a pickled juice or something in it. I don't know. And then people just grab that pig's feet and they just fuck it up. And <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would be, like, I would do with, like, a piece of chocolate cake. Oh, or, like, so a I'd wing. I, you could have went chicken wing. I'll do a chicken wing, too. Gotcha. Yeah. With blue cheese. But, yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was some of the stuff that my father ate. I didn't. I didn't mess with that. I'm not. Mm-mm. No, I mean I was such a picky eater as a child. He I'm told us so... everything was chicken. Well, mm-hmm. why Every, not? Everything was chicken. Do you remember any of it? I like do. nothing stands out tasting wise. No. Or presentation wise. Presentation wise, I do remember him asking me to grab a beer out of the red cooler, uh-huh. not the blue cooler. So of uh-huh. course I go to the red cooler. It's not a beer. There was an alligator in it. It was it was it was dead obviously, but yeah. they had stuffed it inside of there, and folded it over. Ew. It was a big cooler though, um, and when I did, they knew that the tail was going to pop out. So, so it they was, scared you. They scared the shit. So I probably shit my pants there. I was probably about eight or so. Purposely traumatized you. Yeah, I, that was the, that was. Do you ever think about that? Like, that shock value of funny to was, children there you is go. something that I lived with. I was the baby of six. I was going to say, though, do you ever think of times where it was taken way too far for you as a child where you're like, that crossed the line? Like, that fucked me up. Like, one of my yes. friends told me a story today of how one of her uncles used to put, like, sharks in his pool, like, in their in-ground pool. She's like, and that shit fucked me up because I really felt like, one, sharks are in every piece of water. Two, there's no boundaries on what they'll do to fuck with us, you know? So I, it's, I, I, I grew up being told to be afraid of snakes. Be afraid of all snakes because you don't know one from the other. Right. Okay. So obviously my husband, daddy knew this, you know, when, when your boyfriend, girlfriend, you find out the things that freaks one out. So he knew snakes is not something that I liked. 
but he was like such an outdoorsy guy. He always thought shit was funny. And he literally brought a, like a garden snake or something in. And I don't know why we had so many snakes around living in the city. Yeah. The city of Philadelphia. We have no grass, but there's all kinds of snakes. Um, but it must have been someone who got out. And he chased it with me through the Woody Street house. And I remember I had Bonnie's leather jacket on, right? That's the one he found outside of our pediatrician's office, right? That's not the same one. No, that was a corn snake. Oh, you're right. We kept him. And I was so scared. And like, I'm trying to get out the back door and I get caught on the back door. I rip her jacket open. I swing on that back door. I fall. And then it was like, I was dramatic. I was literally scared. But then after that, we found one outside of my... That was the corn snake. My doctor's... Kenzo. And he, uh, then he got another one and he would put them in our bedroom yeah. in, in the tanks and that. Well, I mean, looking back now, he was an abuser and yeah. that was like yeah. a fear tactic mm-hmm. to make sure that you, you knew that he was in control at all times, mm-hmm. that you were walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. I remember I read a book one time where this woman, so the premise is this younger woman is obsessed with this married couple because she wants the husband and she Mm. thinks that the woman is living this amazing, perfect life. And when she works her way into their life and she's in their home, she notices that there's beautiful glass turtles everywhere. There's statues of turtles all over the house. And she's like, wow, like this woman must really love turtles. And when she asks the wife about it, she's like, oh yeah, he always gets me a turtle, blah, blah, blah. So she, the, this young woman who's obsessed with the couple, she gifts the wife a turtle and the wife's very cold to it and she's confused. Anyway, you fast forward and you find out that he's not the perfect husband. This wife's not living a great life. He's super abusive and crazy and he's a monster. And that's kind of what the turtles were. Like he would surround her in turtles as a symbol to let her know, like, I'm always in control. Mm-hmm. I'm always a step ahead of you. Right. And he would use her fear. Right. It's so interesting now because I think about that. I've always had, I I would say it's a little irrational, but I've always had a fear of sheep and I don't know where it came from. And I know that it's funny. Like I do know that it's funny. But when I think about the people in my life now who would constantly bring it up, like it it. never got old to them. I'm like, get something new. Like I'm genuinely afraid. And like, how would you feel if someone was like, taking the worst thing like the thing that makes your stomach tie up in knots and constantly throwing it exactly. in your face like there's a time and a place for jokes but i'm just saying when i think of spe- specific people who would never let it die i'm like oh that's interesting they're also a shithead in so many other mm-hmm. areas <laughs> and as i look back now and i realize i always thought to myself why like that we had such a big house do you know what i mean yeah. we had a family room we had a living room and yet we you had, had a dining snakes room in your right yeah. right we had to have the snakes Thing, the big tanks in my room, and I'm thinking, like, to disturb my sleep, like everything. Yeah, keep you, know you on I mean? edge. Yeah, that is an abuse tactic. It's to, crazy. keeping somebody. I had no idea that was even happening. Keeping people on eggshells is so important. Do you know what wow. I mean? If you can make someone question their reality, mm-hmm. that you have them, you have them in yeah. your pocket because yeah. they're not sure what the fuck is up ever. So, do I still owe you another one? I'm not sure. We, I mean, we can we can close it off with one. So, do you have a real humdinger, <laughs> or do you want me to ask you one? I want you to ask me one. Okay, I'll give you something. We'll close it out with something mature. <laughs> you want you want me to answer? We'll it? give it a try. Okay. What is something <clears throat> new you've learned about yourself within the past three months? 
Oh, wow. So I can tell you something new I've learned about myself in the past three months is to trust myself more. Okay, that's a good one. To trust my instinct. Hmm. To realize that everything I thought I knew growing up, everything that I lived was really just a reaction to whatever it is I was dealing with in that moment. Isn't that crazy? And now I'm actually, I'm deciding how my days go. I'm deciding who I trust. I'm deciding who I let in my house. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't even remember the question. <laughs> yeah, you were so conditioned into yes. things. I feel like that's a big theme for us right yeah. now. Now you're stepping outside of it and realizing how many times you weren't able to make a decision for yourself or... But I thought I was. Believe. Right, right. You were almost manipulated into thinking that you were in charge of your own life, yeah. but you've never actually made a choice that was for you. Mm-mm. Not even the hours sense? that I worked. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and the realization in the past few months is because we're actually... I'm feeling better. You know what I mean? Like things are just flowing better. The Everything just feels better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I so. want to talk about that on our next regular episode. So that's great. I want to talk about um, manifestation and the ability to like release things and mm-hmm. why surrender is so important and that it doesn't mean, you know, giving up. Right. Like what surrender really means in the big scheme of opening yourself up to receive from the universe, which right. I'm certainly not an expert. It's a learning process all the time. I was going to say all the time. Yes, all but the time. It's a learning process. I really enjoy the topic, and I like the things that come around it. So, so do I. Hopefully, I know that'll for sure come up in a episode. We'll see if it's our next episode, because okay. knowing us, we're all over the place. Or I might study candy, and we'll just... Oh, yeah, we'll just, like I said, we'll just pull out a whole episode of candy. But I love the icebreakers. I think they're I do. Really they're fun. funny. And I think it's cool because, like I said, we're trying to extend outside of our circle, get to know some more people, open ourselves up. So what better way to open ourselves up than to ask questions we don't... I and mean, to answer a, questions we didn't know were coming at us. Right. You know? Yeah, just, I'm, finding, I'm finding so much more about you as a woman and looking <laughs> at you as a woman rather than a daughter. And it's so different. Yeah. It really is different. It's really cool, though. And I think the part, the biggest part all of you should know is that is me learning how to let go of control. I'm just True saying. Through that. Well, isn't saying. that a beautiful way to end? I am just saying. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the bonus episode. Yeah, and I did. Yeah, I hope no one was counting on candy, but <laughs> I feel like we, we kind of delivered. Right, right. So... We will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to subscribe and review. That's how you help us grow. Thank you so much.